Join Erica Busserhaney, international psychic medium and host of Whispers from the Heart Radio. Listen as she interviews some of the best psychics, mediums, holistic practitioners, authors, speakers, and paranormal experts in the country. Radio for your heart, mind, and spirit. Sundays at 9. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Whispers from the Heart. I am so excited tonight to talk to my guest. Um, not only is he a phenomenal speaker, um, has done tons of years in the broadcasting field, award-winning, um, just a wonderful guy, all-around guy. Um, he's also um, on my team as our UFO expert. So um, with any further ado, I want to introduce you to my guest tonight. Um, we're talking all things UFO, ET, um, strange phenomena. Um, if you've had experiences, you want to talk about them, definitely call in. The number to reach us tonight is going to be 914-205-5698. But, you know, girlfriend, uh, she wasn't really into all this UFO stuff. I'm just going to keep it 100. But I have to say, you know, I'll share some experiences um, that, I, that fam has had. And also, I'm a believer now, so I'll just go ahead and put that out there. Tin cup and all, uh, aluminum foil hat and everything. Um, we're going to talk about all these different things that um, are UFO and ET and related. Um, so my guest tonight is Glenn Gregory Means. Um, he, I will let him introduce you or introduce himself because he has so much title um, and so much background. Uh, just, just quickly, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, Glenn. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Erica. And uh, wow, I really don't know how to follow up that introduction as it is because it makes me sound like I'm a multi-dimensional being. And uh, I, I'm you just, are. I'm just happy to be along. I'm happy to be along for the ride. I really am. Um, the years have have gone by so quickly, and I've met so many great people, yourself and the entire Second Sight team, uh, wonderful groups uh, that I've met at conferences and, and made lifelong friends. And that, that's what it's about, really. Uh, you said it yourself earlier tonight. Um, it's about friendships. It's about connections. And some of my friends may not be from here, if you know what I'm saying. Okay, awesome. Well, um, I'll give a little background about you since you're so humble. Um, he is a former in force and MUFON star team investigator and administrator. He has served as air commando in the Air Force. Um, he lives in Fort Walton, uh, in Fort Walton Beach. He travels well, all over I the country. Move. Oh, you moved? Okay. <laughs> no, just I said, no, I have to move. No, I have oh, to move. okay. <laughs> yeah, the fans are going to stalk you, and then the UFOs are going to come get you too. But yeah, so you know, he's worked in the field for years. He's been featured on television, on wonderful shows like UF Hundred, Discovery, Investigates. He's done documentaries, Paranormal Investigators, um, just all kind of things. He ran his own radio show for several years called Strange World. He currently has a Facebook page in the same title, Strange World. We'll make sure that you get some information about that so you can follow him. Um, so we're going to just jump all into this whole UFO thing right now. And I would be remiss, remiss not to talk a little bit about the history. You know, the wonderful legend Art Bell got us all excited about UFOs. I mean, you know, it was mm. the... The, the the midnight drives, you know, listening and the radio listening in, in many years where, you know, before we had all that wonderful television where you could listen to his voice. It was so soothing and scary at the same time. But let's go back to 1953, War of the Worlds, Invasion of the Body wow. Snatchers, The Thing, mm. um, great, and one great that, stuff. Yeah, one that really threw me, you know, because I'm a sister, I'm a chocolate girl, the Brother from Another Planet, um, starring a black man. <laughs> so so I, I, I had to throw that in there. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're going to just, you know, we want you to call in and share your stories. There's some people that don't know what it is. You know, we, we, we don't know what it is. It's unidentified. But if you've seen something, if you've interacted with something, we definitely want you to call in tonight and share your story. But first off, 
Um, you know, in doing research for this show, um, you know, I kind of went back and I wanted some history about where UFO began. And a lot of us, you know, we kind of shrug when we hear something like an identified object, um, you know, UFO aliens. We think, oh, no, that's a whole bunch of hogwash. But if we go back to the Bible, Ezekiel, um, in 5000 B.C., um, it is said that he saw a flaming wheel descend upon the sky. So what was that? Was that a UFO, Glenn? I would have to say with my, with my uh, limited Bible knowledge that he more than likely was one of the earliest uh, documented witnesses of a UFO. Yeah, the, the Chinese and some of the other ancient races have uh, other uh, writings that also depicted flaming wheels, flaming chariots. Uh, but, yeah, they all seem to have one thing in common. They came from the sky, and they had people on them. Wow, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're going to go to the phone line. So if you're holding, guys, just, you know, we have some people that have been holding for a while, and you are so patient, and I do appreciate that. You know, um, we're going to definitely get to you. Southern Girl is going to get to you. I got my sweet tea right here, um, sipping on my my lemon-tasted sweet tea. Um, So I'm just ready for all of this. But tell me a little bit about how you got into this this field. Uh, well, did you I have experiences back, when you were young? I well, I did, but at the time I was unaware of it because, as many formerly known as abductees, and now they're called alien experiencers uh, or contactees, no, you don't remember this stuff until later when you're put under hypnosis and experts work with you to reconstruct those events. But when I moved to this country as a teenager uh, up, in, up in northern Indiana, I encountered something that I'd never seen before. I'd seen unusual things on the islands that I grew up on out in the Pacific and in uh, the Philippines and Guam and Hawaii and Okinawa. But I never really had the opportunity to go after them until I came to this country and I bought a used Barracuda as a teenager and I started seeing balls of light, orange balls of light or what we call ovals. And they would start appearing and I would get in my car and I would chase them with that big V8 and that Barracuda and going through a lot of tires as a teenager. And that just fascinated me because I'd never I'd seen things but I'd never had the opportunity as a kid growing up overseas to go after them. Now so I are you telling them, me and I did that, that mm-hmm. you were you know before storm chasers are you saying that you were UFO chasers before storm chasers was even invented? Oh yeah I was yeah I was well I started getting hit by lightning when I was a kid so I think the storms were chasing me at that point. But now I chase them. But the UFO thing really took hold when I moved to this country and got wheels and got wheels that were fast enough to chase after some of these things. And, and I loved it. And I went out there night after night. It was, it was crazy. And I will not deny that I probably should have died several times over. But the bottom line to it was it just set that hook in me a little bit harder every time I went after one. I never caught one. But later in life, um, after I'd gone through several career changes, I realized that it was time. It was time to go back to my roots and find out more about these things. And I started working with people like uh, Bud Hopkins, who was just an outstanding hypnotist and who worked with MUFON uh, and with other organizations to regressively hypnotize uh, folks that had been taken or that had been contacted. And I worked with him representing MUFON and worked on some cases. And one day he looked at me and he said, you do know why you have such an interest in being an investigator in this stuff. And I said, no, why? He says, because you're one of them. You've been taken. So Bud worked on me and then Bud passed away. And I started working with a gentleman by the name of Craig Lang, who became the go-to guy for hypnosis at that time. And with abductees, and um, and Craig said, let's do this. I, I agree with Bud. You've been taken probably several times, and yeah, they they sat me down, or actually laid me down, and and uh, I uh, I got regressed multiple times, uh, just like you know 
like I had watched with Bud when he was was doing with people. And it it all came out. Uh, There was only a couple of cases where they could not crack that wall that's somehow implanted in the brain and you can't get to that memory. Um, And they're still trying, but for the most part, everything came out was pretty positive. Uh, Good experiences. I was taking places, shown things, uh, introduced to concepts that were well beyond my understanding at the time, and some of them still are. Uh, and, and I just got more and more intrigued by not so much the UFOs anymore as the occupants and their contact and connection with humans on this planet. And, and that, to me, is the bottom line. It's, yeah, it's okay to chase UFOs. It's okay to try and figure out how the propulsion systems work and you know, get all technical and stuff. But there's, there's living beings that are going around and contacting humans and we need to know more about that, and we need to learn a little bit from them because a lot of them are, are good folk. Well, you know, that's interesting that you mentioned that. And so, you know, I, I recall even when I was younger, uh, we lived in an apartment complex, and we were on the, the second floor, the, up, the upstairs portion. And I remember being in my bed, uh, and I remember there was a window to the right of in my room, and I always would dream, I, I would call it dream now, that I would float mm-hmm. out the window and go someplace. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a child, I didn't really understand it. I'm not going to say I was abducted because, you know, that whole probing thing is not going down for this girlfriend. <laughs> but <laughs> this, this, this sassy psychic ain't having that. But, um, you know, the thing is, I, I, I always – felt that I could do remote and out of body and I can talk to somebody and snap I'm gone and you know I want to talk we're going to go to the phone lines but when I when we get off I want to talk about how the UFO the ET experience is so connected to the paranormal and what we don't know on both ends so we're going to go to the phone lines Hello, you're probably calling from Skype. Welcome to the show. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? You logged in as 11111. You've been holding for a while? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> All right, thank you. That may be one of my ET buddies that doesn't really understand Skype because it's, you know, it's a little okay. bit yesterday. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> And, and you know what? He also might not want to talk, and that is fine. Welcome to the show, uh, 8861, last four digits of your number. Oh, hello. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Do you have an experience? Have you ever had an uh, uh, unidentified flying object experience or any kind of um unexplainable experience to do with UFO or aliens or ET? I have not personally, but my um, my dad and my grandfather did. Um, they had gone out fishing out on a lake in Wisconsin, and we were worried because they normally came back by 10 o'clock, and they didn't get back till like 1 o'clock. And they were both, like, white in the face. Um, they explained this object that they seen with all the lights. And they really were at a loss for words. They really couldn't explain, like, why they had been gone for so long and what happened other than they were just kind of watching this thing. So it that, just, that's it's really that's a, interesting. Go ahead, Glenn. That's a fairly yeah. that's a fairly common uh, case description, believe it or not. There are some famous cases of fishermen that were basically taken right from their boat, and uh, the one that jumps to mind is is down here on the Gulf Coast uh, in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I don't remember the year of it. Sorry about that, but too many lightning shots to the brain have uh, you know kind of scrambled some of that memory, but. Uh, it was a famous case. They actually made a, a – well, there was a book written about it, and I think the book was turned into a movie, but the movie didn't do very well. But it was very well known that um, a lot of fishermen uh, late at night 
lakes or out in the, out in the water. And this happens all over the world, by the way. This doesn't just happen up in 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 Wisconsin. It doesn't just happen down here along the Gulf Coast. It happens all over the world. There are plenty of cases where fishermen out late at night uh, get visited, get taken, and they really aren't comfortable with that. You're out there in a boat, you're just doing your job or your or your hobby, and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, uh, you're not in control anymore. Ooh, Pascagoula abduction, uh, if anybody wants to learn about it, That's happened it. in the year that I was born, 1973. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And and that whole situation, like you said, it's so common in the, in this situation of having that time lapse. Because I know even Travis Walton, uh, Fire in the Sky, that they made that, there was that time lapse, too, where they did not know where they had been. And it's like, you know, they were almost time stopped. And I've had that experience as well. So um, thank you, caller, for calling in. Uh, would you like to continue to hold? Uh, no, I'm just going to listen in on the rest of the people's stories. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank thanks you for calling. calling. Yeah. So, so let's get into nitty gritty. Um, you know, my biggest fear, and I think a lot of biggest, a lot of people's biggest fears, is the whole feeling of UFO. You know, flying saucers. A lot of what the movie portrayed of, you know, the big mm-hmm. heads with the the alien eyes and the scariness of it and, you know, the other movies like War of the War, War of the War, War, I can't even say it, War of the Worlds, like, oh, my God, that movie traumatized a lot of people. They thought if that's what UFO and aliens were, they weren't having no part of it. So I think what you know really – go ahead. I was going to say, fear sells, and and Hollywood is about making money. So, of course, they'll take these stories and they will – they will make them as scary as possible. Now, there have been some some scary stuff. I mean, you mentioned Travis Walton and Fire on the Mountain. Fire on the Mountain was a great, great movie, and they're redoing it now with Travis working with them. And it'll be an even more accurate portrayal of what happened to him. Uh, I talked yeah. to him, let's see, two years ago about this, and he was really excited about the, you know, the fact that they're remaking that movie to make it even more uh, historically accurate. So, yeah, yeah. They, it's Hollywood fear sells, and so they make things scary. But personally, my favorite alien movie, and people who know me, friends of mine, know that one of my favorite alien movies is not just E.T., because E.T. was fun, let's face it. Everybody loved E.T., but Paul. Did you ever see the movie Paul? I sh- I'm sure I, ca- I have, but I don't remember what it was about. It was just a spoof of a lot of things, but bottom line was two guys in an RV camper driving along the highway, and they they pick up an ET, and uh, and he rides along with them, and it's uh, hilarity ensues is is how I will say it, That's, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm looking at the cover, and now I do remember that. I, I do remember yeah. that being a cute little movie. Um, so check that out, guys, if you haven't seen Paul. Um, definitely uh, check that out. It was a very funny movie. So as I was saying, I think a lot of people, when they hear those, those key words, UFO, ET, Extraterralian, Starseeds, all mm. these different words, they kind of freak right. out. Just kind of similar like how they freak out when I talk about dead people and ghosts. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel that the paranormal and the UFO is connected, and if so, how? Well, absolutely, um, and and you know from from my working with with your team on a few cases that sometimes when you're dealing with a spirit or an energy, you don't know what the source of that energy is. And for those of us that have encountered spirits in in a paranormal sense, a haunting or what have you, uh, or who have encountered. Um, and, and we, we've been calling them ET, we've been calling them alien, but uh, I'd like to put this out there just just for people to chew on a little bit mentally. We're now looking at the possibility of, of changing some names in this in this business um, to interdimensional and extra dimensional, or IDs and EDs, because we're not sure that all of these come from another planet. They may come from another dimension, another another universe that's, you know, parallel to ours. Um, 
there's so many things we don't know. But every time we try to put them in a shoebox and say, okay, we got it, then they come along and say, no, you don't, and <laughs> we have to start all over again. But, yeah, there's a lot of connections, Erica, with, with uh, paranormal investigations, with UFO investigations. And, and UFO, that's another uh, past tense term. We're now calling them UAPs or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. That's the latest term for that. Uh, just like alien abductees has been changed to alien experiencers or contactees. There's been a remarkable amount of science in abductions done in the course of the last five or six years. Uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the go ahead. No, I was just saying I think that's great. Um, You know, I definitely like the UAP thing because, you know, it is interdimensional. You know, even spirits are interdimensional. They're not fleshy. They're interdimensional. They're able to go from here to there. And we don't know what dimension, you know, how many dimensions heaven um, has. You know, we just know that they go up there. You know, we don't know Mm -hmm. if up there has, like in the Bible, all those different layers and different areas and so you know um i think that's a more um comprehensive term that's less scary but it's so inclusive to even the paranormal because we know that we're dealing with um beings that are of spirit so um we're going to rush to the phone lines because we've got some more callers and i definitely want to get to them and then we'll get back to how um it's connected to the paranormal um because i think that's really cool i mean i think that's a good tie-in Oh, okay, yeah. zero two zero zero. Welcome to the show. My guest tonight is Glenn Gregory Means, um, and he would love to answer any questions that you've got in reference to UFOs. Well, I'm gonna call it the old term. <laughs> Hello, but, uh, hi, welcome to the show. Welcome. Um, my name is Steve Storm. I'm a retired architect. I live in North Carolina. Welcome, Steve. Have you had any experiences you want to share with us tonight? Uh, no, not well. Yes, years ago, um, I I was um, out um, wandering around in the woods one time, and I I did see what I thought was a UFO, and it was kind of interesting. But I was about twelve, and I didn't have a whole lot of background music on that, so it kind of faded into my mind. But I I've not forgot about it. I just wanted to kind of illuminate some things that I have learned lately that you might find extremely interesting. We are in the 21st century, going to the 22nd century, and we're learning about quantum molecular entanglement. And I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to impress you with my knowledge of nuclear physics, uh, but I will tell you this, that I've been looking into the research that's going on in the implants that people have in their feet, hands, legs, and other parts of their body. And there's a... There's a there's a a doctor uh, in California that's been doing this for about 25 years, and it's moving forward into the situation where the specificity of the analysis of these little implants is just mind blowing. Uh, we now have a electron microscope that allows us to magnify 79,000 times, and that's pretty wow. heavy magnification. Now we can look at molecules. And we can look at it in a way that gives us, we can watch them move, we can watch them associate in quantum molecular entanglement. It's something we've not been, so this is a newer electron microscope that allows us to move into this area that I'm going to talk about. When people are abducted, many of them, this fellow in California, because I'm 76 years old, I have all the names right, but he's been doing this for over 25 years and he's, uh, well-known. I should have it on the tip of my, my tongue, but, you know, when you're my age, you have half-heimers. <laughs> so here's I feel the your pain, Steve. Um, I feel your pain. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, gone into this, and now he's moved into some of the major laboratories to do investigation of these little um, tiny implants. And what I was just fascinated with is the latest information that they've got is they've taken some of them and they've come out of people's uh, foot or their arms, hands, and whatever, and they've done all this research, and this is what they're coming out with. And this is spectacularly uh, interesting and defies the imagination for technological advancement. 
first of all, the aliens probably are half a million years older than we are. I've got some of that information from some of the whistleblowers. You obviously know about the the book uh, uh, The Day After Roswell by Colonel Philip Corso. Oh, yes, yeah, by Colonel Corso. Uh, and, right. right. And I've got, oh, maybe 30 books on people that are in the know, uh, mm-hmm. and I've been kind of making a hobby out of this. So I get back to the meeting of what we're talking about. When they're investigating these little uh, implants, they, mm-hmm. they are so complicated. Now they're under the 79,000 magnification uh, electron microscope, and what they're finding out is just amazing. I'll try to share a little bit that I've learned about what is going on. They are made with materials uh, metals that are not in our meta- in our um, nuclear tables. They mm-hmm. the, the 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 metals are uh, advanced to nothing we have in our physics. And so when they look at at the little uh, well, they look like little clips. I'd say about a quarter of an inch long and about a sixteenth of an inch wide, and they have, they're an L shaped. These are the uh, I, for a better term, these. They kind of call them transponders. What they actually are doing, and this shows you how advanced the aliens are. These little transponders, when they magnify them at that level, they can look sign, and it looks like, I mean, like you just opened up uh, somebody's cell phone, and and it, and all of these parts are evident, and and they have functions, and these parts are. Uh, at that quantum molecular level in which a quantum molecular level is a, a billionth of a quantum. And, and, and you, you can see how it, they work. They're saying that as they look at this, they can see that the nerves, your nerve endings in, in your body, in your foot or your hand or wherever it is, are tied at this lower level. They're actually threaded. That the electron, that the that the nerve endings are elect, they're they're in an electrical connected position, and what they're wow. seeing is that the, these, it is so complicated. You have to come up with new uh, words to describe this because it doesn't. Our physics doesn't cover it, and oh, wow. what we're seeing is a manipulation of of our bodies, our minds, with. A transponder. Let me explain that. Well, we use that so, word when you have a when you have a home. You have your high, you have your television. You you push the button and and that's Wi-Fi, isn't it? Yeah. And right. That's what's well, I would love to continue to talk. I could listen to you all night. <laughs> but unfortunately, I've got to get. What I was, what I was suggest, Erica, was that if we could get uh, the information from Steve on uh, his his email, and if he could contact you. And then we could get together and we could talk yeah, about this back online. Pardon my loquacity. I thought I would try to emulate <laughs> what is happening. We are dealing with elements. The, 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 I'm telling you, the aliens are so advanced. They're over half a million years ahead of us. And that information yeah. was shared to me by some people at the top. The government's yeah. been sleeping. They're in bed with them. <clears throat> so what we'll for, do for is we'll do while. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely Steve, do you that. Could, if, if you, you could, can... Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you can Contact definitely there. just um I'm sorry. I'm yeah, if saying, you could if definitely you, if you could send contact us. Yeah. yeah, contact <laughs> us or leave a message and we will definitely get you in contact with uh Glenn and he would love to um definitely speak with you some more on this and he has so much information we could, you know, l- definitely listen to a lot of the information that he has all night. Um and and would be a wonderful guest uh, on. He should definitely go on the show, and, and he has a lot of information. Um, and I yes, love the way absolutely. he explains it so clearly. I mean, he obviously is has a lot of information and is very educated in the subject, but he breaks it down so clearly for everybody, so that's really beautiful. Um, so <clears throat> we, we kind of talked about Roswell, and I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, how do you feel that, you know, over the years they've kind of finally – talked about these things and, and declassified some things. Um, and how do you feel about the storm on uh, Area 51, that whole concept of that? Well, that, I'm sorry, but that was much ado about nothing. And it, it turned into more of a – it started as a joke. It started as a prank uh, by be, between some friends. 
and it just got out of hand. And before you knew it, you had, you know, literally tens of thousands of people that said, we're going to storm Area 51. Well, in the end, we all know what happened. Nothing happened. It was not a big deal. And, um, and, and the joke was on not only them, but the people that, that played it up. Because um, let's face it, if we had the kind of things that they expected to find at Area 51, you wouldn't find them at Area 51 because that's where everybody's going to be looking. Um, in all likelihood, that type of material, the kind of things that Steve was talking about, will be found in some of the best laboratories in the world. Uh, don't think that Americans are the only ones that are interested in this stuff. They're not. Uh, the Chinese, the Russians, the Japanese, the British, they all have intense interest in UAPs, in their technology, in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, the transponders that Steve you know, used that term, and I like that term. I think that, ter- that term works because these implants that people have in them, um, they, they basically become part of the body, and they can tell how that person is doing. And, it's, and, and I know it sounds kind of scary and creepy, but at the same time, they're, as he said, if they're, you know, millions of years ahead of us in technology, then uh, they're just, they're looking at us like, okay, how are these people handling their current conditions, their environment, their chemical laden, you know, uh, water tables and, and everything else? So they're, they're interested in how we're doing. I have always had this, you know, being intuitive, I've always had this feeling of not being watched, but always being in synchronicity to others and having people come into my path like you and everybody on the team and a lot of my friendships. Um, you know, I always said there's somebody up there like, it's almost like we have this little microchip, if you want to think of it that way. You have a little microchip, I have a little microchip, and other people might have this microchip. And so mm-hmm. if you're looking at the whole U.S., you know, it's it's very mm-hmm. unlikely that we ran into each other. It's very unlikely that I ran into all the people on our team that are supposed to be together. Now, in the psychic mm-hmm. world, we would call that synchronicity. But, mm-hmm. I mean, is that someone up there saying, hey, these are my people or these are people that have been selected or implanted or whatever, and they're supposed to do a bigger thing? So I just find it interesting how these different synchronicities happen, whether it's alien-related or spiritual. All of it intertwines because, again, it's about energy and the unknown. So, mm-hmm. um, here's a, And here's another little tip, too. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but contact by, by aliens or by EDs or IDs, whatever you want to call them, whatever name you want to give them, uh, tends to run generationally through families. I've investigated a whole lot of cases where somebody in the family will have an event and they'll file a report and we'll go and talk to them and we find out, oh, well, the mother had a report and then we'll find out, well, the, the grandfather had seen something and it just backwards and forwards uh, in time. Uh, it's amazing how, how many times I've encountered that. Oh shucks! Now now you're pulling some family secret out. I, I try to keep that all on the wrap. So when I was in 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 high school, I think it was about 1987. Actually, my mom comes home from work. Um, she's in dentistry. She says, Erica, I just seen a UFO. And I said, Mom, you're crazy. Literally, I mean, I said, Mom, you're crazy. UFOs don't exist. You know, I don't know what you saw, but it wasn't a UFO. She described it. Mm-hmm. She told me exactly what it looked like. Um, many, many years later, I'd probably say maybe five years ago, I'm driving going to my grandmother's house, um, and I see an unidentified flying object, hovering object in the sky. And I look at this thing, and I'm like, no, girlfriend, ain't saying this. This ain't no UFO. I don't believe in UFOs. They don't exist. They're, they're a figment of my imagination, a twilight zone type of thing. Um, and I still see it. It doesn't go away, and then it disappears. And I probably drove the hood. I was in the hood. And I'm like, there ain't no UFOs in the hood. I drove around the hood for at least 15 minutes trying to find that blimp or whatever that was in the sky. It did not exist. I said right then Mm -hmm. and there, 
I am a believer. You showed me. I saw it. I will never deny it again. So um, we're going to go to the phone lines. Uh, we've got a caller, 5279. Welcome to the show. Hi. Can Hi, welcome. Me? Yeah, you sound this wonderful. This is Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly. <laughs> Hi, Do you Anna. have any experiences you want to share with uh, us about your experiences or just any anything in general about the subject? Well, I have had several experiences, and I was going to talk about the first time I saw, like, a spaceship, but I kind of want to talk about something else since you were talking about the interdimensionality and the, um, how ETs and ghosts and things like that are actually how they can interconnect. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so so I'll just tell you really quick. I, ha- I did a meditation one time. So okay. I was practicing. Uh, I took a psychic class, you know, on how to develop your psychic abilities. Okay. And so... I I did a meditation and I prayed and I asked God. I said, "Hey, could I see an angel?" So I went into meditation and what I saw scared the bejeebies out of me. I thought I would faint dead away of fright. And then I remembered that in the Bible, a lot of people that saw angels were really scared. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't see a pretty little blonde-haired angel with white. Fluffy wings. <laughs> you didn't, Kim. How dare you? My angel vision of fairy godmother with the the wings and the halo. It does not exist in the reality that we know. Oh my gosh, what blasphemy! It's, it's, it's okay, Kimberly. It's okay. She'll calm down. Now tell us what you saw, Kimberly. Okay, I'm sorry. I saw. I saw what looked like um, a reptilian. Um, with jewels all over its face. So it was like this big dinosaur-looking scary thing with mm-hmm. sharp teeth and and eyes that looked like a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And like like I said, it like had all these jewels all over its face, and it was fierce. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared. <laughs> well, if it had so jewels, Kimberly. girlfriend, I'm down. I love jewels. <laughs> well, were they diamonds so and Kimberly. pearls and, and crystals and topaz? I'm sorry, I, I, I got off the, you know, I get well, so distracted. I was, gonna say, I was just going to say, Kimberly, what did we learn from from asking to see an angel? You need to be more specific next time. <laughs> did you I ask really for see the angel that they painted in pictures of fluffy and white? But it really changed my perception of, you know, and then I started thinking about what they said in the Bible about it being scary. And I mm-hmm. just don't think that they would have been scared of the white-haired, fluffy-winged angel. And I always wondered why they were scared. I was like, well, how could you be scared of an angel? Well, I don't know what I saw. You know, I don't know that it's for true or for real because it was all in my head. But it did mm-hmm. make me start thinking that, Maybe there was a combination of things out in the universe, and maybe I didn't quite understand the universe the way I thought it. The way that I thought it. Who's to lesson. say that it's just just a universe, or is it multi-levered? You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 I mean, that's Hawking, interesting as well. Hawking, Hawking's pretty well been proven theoretically now that he was right. Stephen Hawking was the first one to to promulgate the idea of the multiverse. And uh, he'd been saying it for years. And, I mean, he's gone, but other people have come along and done follow-up work on his theories. And, yeah, he's uh, he's been shown that that theory is accurate. It is a multiverse. And you know what? I, I forgot to mention this, but we're in Pen- – well, I'm in Pensacola, Florida. Um, you're you're uh, somewhere – near and around Fort Walton, and uh, you're somewhere near and around Santa Rosa, Kim. Um, and our, our last caller's last name, if I recall, was Storm. And at this current time, talking about synchronicities, we're about to get a flood of storms going on right now. <laughs> so it's just something that came to my uh, blingy mind. Um, so That's true. I uh, we're going to keep you on, Kim. Storms. We're going to just keep you on. We just like you on the show, so we're going to keep you on. Um, Because we're going to talk about, um, 
near-death experiences. And, um, you know, I was watching a TV show, speaking of angels, interestingly mm-hmm. enough that you, you brought that because the next thing I wanted to talk about was um, I was talking to Glenn earlier, and he said that, you know, when they're doing reporting with Move On and whatnot, children are the most innocent and truthful than all. So if you hear a child say they saw a UFO or they saw something, basically it, it's, it's what it is. And then I was, you know, recently watching something about this kid who had a near-death experience, and he woke up, and he said he had visited heaven, and he had seen angels, and he'd seen, you know, relatives. Again, children seeing things, and he was taken someplace. Um, so, you know, I think that we're, we're, we're correct in the, the caller before, um, and, and, and Stephen, too, about, you know, this being a multidimensional thing, multidimensional beings. Um, not one thing or the other, but it could be a lot of things. It could be spirits. It could be, you know, not our term aliens, but there's just so many options that it could be. Um, and I just want your thoughts on that. I mean, how do you feel about that as far as, you know, um, near-death experiences, how they might tie into other paranormal things, psychic intuition, mediumship? Because I talked to someone you know, I, I don't. I can't say that they're demons. I can't say that they're people. I can't say they're aliens. You know, at times I feel like maybe I have connected to what we would call aliens. Are they just people that are here to help us because they're high, higher functional um, than we are at this time? So they've come back, you know, um, to help this world because they can, and they got us because we're, you know, ones that they've chosen to listen. It's just it's so many different ways to look at it. It's beautiful. How do you feel Absolutely. about all that? Um, absolutely, I I have no argument with that with that uh, that thesis. Um, there there's just way too many possible uh, answers, and we don't know the answers. Like like Stephen was saying earlier when he was describing the uh, the implants, uh, they're made of things that we don't even know what those are. They're not on our tables. They're not on our elemental tables, and and the, and. Illyrium comes to mind, uh, Illyrium 115. Years and years ago, back when computers, personal computers were fairly new and gaming was just getting started, there was a game called XCOM, and it was a UFO aliens versus humans game, and the alien ships were powered by, and some of the weapons were powered by, Illyrium 115, which was a made-up element. It did not exist on our periodic tables. Now, let's fast forward to today. We have Illyrium 114, 115, 116, and 117 on our periodic tables. Wow. There's just too many coincidences to say, no, there's no way that that can be, because we don't know most of what we're dealing with. (laughs) Yeah. And and I, I love a lot of his points. You know, he, he made some wonderful points. So hopefully he'll um, get in touch with you. Uh, you're on uh, Facebook uh, under your name. And, and tell us about, I know that you run a page on Facebook. Maybe he can find you there. What's the name of your Facebook page that you run? Uh, the, other, the other page is A Strange World. Uh, and it's, it is A Strange World. That's why I named it that. And it covers... A lot more than um, UFOs or UAPs and and uh, interdimensional beings. It covers strange things that happen on this planet that we live on, that we that we call home, uh, and not just that, but also out in space. For example, we just had a giant blue star, a sun that is many many light years from Earth, just suddenly wink out. Now. Wow. To our knowledge of astronomy, that doesn't happen. What happens is a star, when it's dying and it goes through its stages, and we're watching Betelgeuse right now, uh, it's, it's getting to that stage where it, it could light up the sky in that quadrant of, uh, of Orion's shoulder there fairly soon. And, and I'm excited about it because a lot of astronomers are saying, yeah, this is going to happen in our lifetime. But this big, giant blue sun had been watched because they were theorizing, here's another one. It looks like it's going to go. It's going to go supernova, just like all of our theories about suns. When they get to that stage, they go supernova, they explode, they create this 
tremendous gas cloud. It lights up that quadrant of the sky or that, that portion, that little portion, to our view. Um, and then eventually it fades out or it collapses into a black hole. Well, neither of those happened with this. And the, the, yes, the astronomers right now are, are scratching their heads going, wait a minute, there was a star there and now it's not there. And there's no big explosion cloud or, or the, and there's no indication that there's a black hole there anymore. And I can remember when black holes were a theory and people said, oh, there's no such thing as black holes. Well, we've proven that wrong, too. Yes, there are black Definitely. holes. We have one in the middle of our Milky Way galaxy right now. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, I want to make sure we get a little bit more information about you because I know that you travel all over and speak, and, you know, you always love to do radio and television. So if there's anybody out there that would, you know, because this is a network of different radio shows that's listening or will listen later and would like to have him um, on your show, definitely reach out to him. Uh, again, his information, I'll post it in this um, this link for this uh, particular episode, his Facebook page. Um, and you can find him under his name on Facebook as well. So let's talk about, you know, when you're not ghost hunting, chasing <laughs> UFOs, um, traveling all over the place, being on television, being on the radio, Tell me what you do in that time. You know, what are, are the other things that you do? Who's Glenn? We want to know. What do you do well, when you're not doing uh, all those wonderful things? Well, one of the things that I do love to do in my free time is travel because that's what I've always done. I grew up traveling all over the Pacific. And then when I came to this country, I said, well, this is, I'm an American. I need to learn this, this country. So I love traveling. I love going and seeing new places and uh, and revisiting old places that I haven't seen in many years uh, and seeing I also appreciate the topography and how it changes over the years uh, northern Indiana doesn't look the same as it did when I moved there when I was 14 but then again Okinawa doesn't look the same as you know when I remembered it I mean in Okinawa they've taken the mountains off and dumped them into the ocean and built new land and Okinawa has grown because of that, but it's also a lot flatter. So uh, everywhere I go, I see changes, and it just, it just never fails to to amaze me at the industriousness of of mankind to reshape his environment to to his own liking. And yeah, there's 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 some there's some things in in the scripture about that. And uh, I, I wonder when I see some of the things that I that are that are being done to our to our world. And I can't help but wonder, is that what's bringing us a lot of attention from from these interdimensionals and extradimensionals and, and other types of, of alien life forms? And like, we, you know, you're, you're on this beautiful, we're on a, a beautiful nature preserve called planet Earth. That's what we call it. And we're constantly doing things that we think improve it. But are we really? So I, I, do, I do get concerned with, with certain environmental uh, things, especially water, because water is life. And uh, as, as any of the Native American tribes can tell you, uh, that's, that's key to, to you know, life on Earth. And, and, of course, science isn't going to argue that. Um, but the bottom line is I, I get out there, I, I you know, <laughs> I just, just meeting new people. And, and getting their perspective, that helps. And well, I garden, let me tell I you, read a lot, and, you know, I do other things. <laughs> let me tell you what you do for our team. We uh, just recently had a very negative encounter with the spirit um, because he is also a certified medical Reiki master and hypnotist, um, and he does past life regressions, and a foodie and a gardener, a master gardener. <laughs> um, but let's talk about this Reiki. I so the te- easily, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All that education and that intelligence, you're always busy, and you speak languages. I mean, sometimes when you're around me and you start speaking Jap- Japanese, and, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this man. But... <laughs> In the most platonic way. But, um, yeah, so the the thing is, you gave the team Reiki. You gave me Reiki today because I told you, I said, you know, I'm just kind of a little tired. And now I feel, do I feel tired now? No, I feel like I'm like on high on uh, 
chocolate or something. So, um, yeah, so when when you're not, you know, doing the wonderful things you're doing, um, you're humble. I love that about you. You're traveling, healing people. Tell us a little bit about that, you know, why you heal and what you do in healing. Oh, uh, a long time ago, uh, when I was a kid growing up in the islands, I was told by different different types of people. Um, some might call them shamans. Some might call them witch doctors. Uh, the bottom line is people that knew things, and they, they would pull me aside and say, you have a light in your eyes. I need to show you something. And I learned how to watch trees breathe and listen to them communicate. And I learned about energy. And that's what you and I do. I mean, we're dealing with energy. We're dealing with uh, spirits or, you know, uh, alien energies. You know, you you can pick up on that. You know it. Uh, a lot of people do. And energy is, is in everything. Energy is in rocks. Energy is in the water. Energy is in everything. And and it's, it's also out there. Uh, I've been out there. And when I say out there, I don't mean outside. I mean way out there. Uh, and you can you can see the energy uh, a lot of times coming off of different things, and it's just it's amazing, and it's always fascinated me that we live in an energetic verse. To 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 make it simple, um, everything is energy. It's great. Um, yeah. And if you break it down to a to a subatomic level, then that's all it is. So let's see. Um, I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about SecondSightParanormal.com, which is our team, our paranormal team. Uh, we do also have a television show called Second Sight Paranormal TV. Um, you can find us on Amazon Prime, uh, Vimo, YouTube. Uh, we're on Occult Rama, uh, but you can also visit us at SecondSightParanormal.com to get more information about that. Um, Glenn is also, again, a Reiki master hypnotist and also a healer and does many things, As you know, and we definitely want you to check him out on Facebook, um, like his uh, page, A Strange World, um, and, you know, send him a message and let him know that you enjoyed the show. Again, if you have any um, radio shows out there in this network of wonderful shows and would love to have him as a guest, or myself, I'd love to be on your show as well as a psychic medium. But um, something that I love about you um, that really impressed me, and I believe that when we meet people, it's it's kind of ordained. It's like synchronicities happen, but I think they're predestined things. And so one of the things that you taught me, um, and, and I just want you to share this with the audience, um, you talked about posto. Tell the audience what Posto is and how it was given to you. Um, again, this was overseas uh, on an island in the Japanese archipelago, and it was an elderly gentleman that, that came up to me, and he said, um, you need to learn Posto, which is short for Positively Oriented Service to others p-o-s-t-o and um it there wasn't much to learn about it it's just what it says uh it's it's why it's why i do what i do it's why i go where i go and if somebody needs me to work on them i'll work on them and i i've got people that i do distance work on every day every night and uh and i don't mind that because i'm helping those people uh, do better and feel better and and uh, can it be explained? Can it be quantified? Not yet, but we're we've come a long way in the field of, of energy healing, and now they're allowing people that have my training to go into hospitals, into operating rooms, and into trauma centers, and work on people that are having surgery at the time. Uh, I can vouch and, for you because when you were working <laughs> on me. I, I literally knew you were around me. Like I could feel your presence. 
you know, and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty protective. You know, on investigations, I'm like, hey, spirits, don't be touching me, don't put your hands <laughs> on me, you know, don't put your spirit hands on me, talk to me, but don't touch me because I don't I, I'm not down with that, you know. And so when you're in my energy, trust me, I'm that spiritually guarded. I know. And so I was like, oh my God, I feel Glenn. He's here. <laughs> so you know, well, and, that, and I felt that, that is- so much better. The the events on on the cliffs, the cursed cliffs uh, that night. I, I I keep going back to that because that was an experience that that I've only had a few times where that the negative energy, the the really uh, the scary stuff that comes out. <laughs> uh, I've only really encountered that a few times. Most of the time, it's just unknown energy. It's something that I haven't encountered before. But that stuff was was definitely negative. It was definitely having an impact, a physical impact on team members. And I was just happy that you had invited me to come along and and I guess we found out why, because you being a psychic probably knew that Glenn might be needed on this one. <laughs> I, I think I will say the interdimensional beings knew that we needed to do that case. Uh, they knew that the land needed to be healed, and that whole team of people working together did something. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Native American presence there that, that owned the land prior wanted us to do something for them in their honor um, to bring some peace toward that land. And I think that everybody was there for a purpose, and you definitely took care of our team um, by sending us healing and Reiki, and um, we all felt it and felt so much better after it. Um, and so you turned a very negative energy to a very healing, positive energy. So like I said, I, you know, there's some people that say, hey, I do this and that. Um, I felt you. I vouch for you. Um, and, and I just definitely appreciate you. But before we let you go, um, tell us again how we find you on Facebook. It's Glenn Gregory Means. And uh, you can also go to my page at A Strange World, A Strange World. And uh, it's it's been a little uh, lax in input lately because I have been on the road a lot. I did uh, five weeks on the road that I just came back from, uh, 4,000 miles, worked on a lot of people, helped a lot of people. And um, so that obviously Facebook takes like a way, way, way back seat to, to this other kind of stuff that I do. So I do okay. need to put some, some new stuff in there. But I, I do want to add that, um, I, I wanted to apologize to Valerie. I wanted to apologize to Valerie because I don't do plumbing. I'm sorry, Valerie. Oh wow! I love yeah. you, but I don't do plumbing. That was that <laughs> yeah, was the that, weirdest, that, that was oh, the weirdest I, thing I, of all. Oh yeah, I feel so bad about that. But I don't want to forget the the global meditation. Um, tell us oh, yeah. what that's about and how we go about taking care of that and getting involved. Right. You can find that link on my page, on, on my page at, at Glenn Gregory Means, and I believe it's also on A Strange World. There has been a concerted effort to have a global meditation to make contact with these beings that are visiting us and to, to come out and do it in the open where others can, can see it and, and experience it and know that it is real. Uh, right now is a great time to be a conspiracy theorist and a tinfoil hatter, believe me, because there's a lot going on in that world, and we're, yeah, we're just thrilled that we're at where we are. And Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, uh, two days from now, at 1.20, no, at 1.11 our time, 1.11 central time, so it would be 2.11 uh, eastern, uh, there will be a concerted effort of a coordinated global meditation for about 20 minutes to reach out to our, for lack of a better term, space family, star family, interdimensional family, and say, we, we know you're there and we acknowledge you and we would like, you know, public out in the open contact and show yourselves because we know they're here. There's a lot of them here all the time. And right now it seems like there's a whole lot of craft up there. So that's what we're doing. Uh, that'll, that'll be this coming Tuesday. And if you want information on it, you can look up the uh, 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 Harmonic Convergence. Is They're the people that are running it. 
It's called the Harmonic Convergence of 2020. And they did this once before, and it was successful. Now they want to make it really successful. Awesome. Well, my husband is convinced I'm an alien anyway, so I just claim it. He He's convinced I'm a witch and an alien and probably a psychic and everything else. I just claim them all because you just never know when I'm going to need to use them against them. <laughs> you know, your, husband them is, is, your, your husband is your anchor. Your husband is your ground. He is. I am truly blessed yeah. to have him, um, you know, because he has to tolerate the dead people in the attic that make noise at opportune <laughs> times that we won't mention. But um, it has been my pleasure tonight to have you on, uh, Glenn. And, uh, again, you know, you're just such a wealth of information, and you are there for people if there are contactees or abductees, or the new terminology for them. Um, that would want to uh, speak with you, definitely check them out. We're going to end the show tonight. God bless, guys. Thanks for joining.